Tanchi Bailey Martin. I'm here today with Raymond and Hallie Neville. Uh, we are continuing our program basically where we get to know some of our members, hear a little bit about their stories, hear about uh, how they came into the fire department and also just how fire department has affected um, their lives. So uh, thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. Um, you guys are not unique in the sense that we do have several couples in our department that are married and both firefighters, um, but uh, it certainly is unique compared to the rest of society, having two firefighters in the same house um, and you two also both being officers, I think is pretty interesting. So just want to talk with you guys a little bit today about you know how you got in the fire department, what led you to the fire department and kind of how life has been since then. So. <laughs> So, um, Ray, why don't you start? Lena, ladies first. Okay. <laughs> we'll go ladies first. No, that's fine. I, can, I can start. Um, um, so, like, just tell me a little bit about, like, life before the fire department. Where'd you grow up? What, what kind of things were you into? I grew up in the metropolis of Fairfax County, um, which was a nightmare for traffic. And I moved out of there when I was 18 years old, went to college for a year. Um, college didn't really work out for me. Uh, I wasn't interested in the curriculum or becoming a physical education teacher. No offense to phys ed teachers. I just wasn't cut out for it. Um, and I came back home and my sister actually was a sergeant in the Loudoun County, Sterling Volunteer Fire Department. And she was like, hey, quit mulling around the house. You should come volunteer with us. Um, and I, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, so my 18-year-old self went up to the firehouse and met some of the guys. And they were actually ex-football players from Virginia Tech. That was the crew that I ended up working with. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, it's just like football. You run into someone's house and break stuff. And you played football, too? I did. That. I played in a D3 school in Delaware for a year and all throughout high school and my youth. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it started. The itch started in Loudoun County. Um, I moved out west for five years, and I got a job as a fire marshal after working for a year in a fire department. Um, but in that time, my family moved down to Richmond, and my sister, again, had moved down here, and she was like, you should apply there. And mm -hmm. um, I made it 17th on the list of 500 or something and got hired in the second class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to audit that somehow. But, um, yeah, uh, but it was great because I, I got to meet my wife in the academy. Yes. 2003-1, best class ever. That's Did right. you have, um, I know you mentioned you were a fire marshal. What part of out west? Where? Okay, where? I was in uh, Summit County, Colorado, which is okay. about an hour west of Denver up I-70. So um, it's now it has been taken over. It was um, Keystone Fire Department. It's now Lake Dillon Fire and Rescue. So it's a, a bigger group of people. But um, it was a, a residency program. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I did it was it was kind of like what they do in, up in PG County, Maryland, where you live in the firehouse and they pay for your schooling and your housing um, in exchange for shift work. Um, did you have any jobs before you got that? I did. Oh, you said you were out there for like five years. Yeah. Right? No. Well, I worked for for them for four of the five years. I was the resident for a year while okay. I was living there. Before that, I mean, I waited tables. That was the coolest trade craft in the world because you can move to any city, any town, and wait tables within two days. Um, and you name any big chain, I was a part of it at some point. But you kind of knew once you did that volunteer thing that that's fire, fire, yeah. fire service was what yeah. you really wanted to I do. Was, um, so I'm volunteering up in Loudoun County. It's hilarious. My, uh, my sergeant at the time, he, he didn't talk to me ever that first year. 
um, and we're sitting on the apron, and I was like, man, there's got to be like a trade school you can go to. Like, come on, man, isn't there something? And he took Firehouse Magazine and threw it at me, and he told me to go to the back and shut your mouth. I don't ever want to hear from you again. <laughs> and I opened up the back, and there was this, hey, residency program, you know, Keystone, Colorado, and I literally took that article, wrote a letter, made a phone call, flew out there, and of course it's 8,000 feet. So I had to, like, really be in shape to go up there and take It was basically a CPAP. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that altitude sickness was a thing before I moved up there and went and took the test. I passed, obviously. Um, but it was a, a unique experience. There's a lot of wildland interface up there. So mm-hmm. you get to see that ICS 300 well before it was ICS or not 300, but ICS. Yeah, I, I have my, uh, my mom's family's from Colorado. So I've been out there several times. They, mm-hmm. my, and my cousin went to Air Force Academy, so I've, I've spent a lot of time in Colorado Springs, yep. Denver, um, Greeley, Colorado, yeah. uh, Boulder, a little, or Fort Collins, excuse me, a little bit. So um, it's beautiful out the there. Range. Like, yep. um, it always kind of struck me too how like, I've driven out there a few times and it's like, you're driving through Kansas and Eastern Colorado, and it's like I can see the mountains. Like we must be getting close, and it's like four or five hours away still. (laughs) And it's just like flat, and then huge mountains where we kind of ease into it out here. So it's it's a great, great place. Yeah. And you had he had an uncle in Colorado too. Yeah, that was nice. He's down in Denver. Okay, so he he didn't move completely blind. when he went out there. Um, But yeah, he was in Denver, and you were in the mountains. So. Did you ski much? Actually, that was one of my first jobs. So when I wasn't waiting tables, because everybody has five jobs when they're a kid, um, I worked for guest services on the mountain, which was such a stick. I, because I was an EMT basic, they helped the ski patrol, but they also greeted people in the morning at the base of mountain. Welcome to Keystone. My name is Ray. Have you ever been here before? No. Why don't you and your family come with me, and we'll get on the, the four-pack or the gondola, and I'll take you up a couple slopes. We'll show you how it is. I mean, it was a joke. <laughs> I got a free ski pass and a cool uniform, and I'd tell people to slow down when I was, like, you know, sitting there gossiping on the trails. But you're, like, 19. Uh, yes, exactly. Orders. 18, 19 years old, and just freshies every morning with the, with the ski patrol, so it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I was a security guard at one point out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did it all. It was fun. So, Hallie. Yes. Let's talk about your path to the fire service. So, yes. tell us a little bit about yourself pre-fire. Where did you grow up? All those kinds of things. Okay. Um, I grew up in not a metropolis. Uh, it was actually the town of Ashland, uh, which is bigger now. It's the center um, of the universe. It is the center <laughs> of the universe. Don't you forget it. And I still know the song. Uh, but no, it was, I grew up out in, in Ashland and, um, I actually did not have, uh, aspirations to be a firefighter, um, for, you know, my, my childhood growing up. It was one of those things you saw, but like Ashland was a very small town, so you didn't see a lot of women volunteering, um, Mm -hmm. per se. And we had a big volunteer, um, squad in Ashland. We got a lot of people that came yes, from, you from know, got, learned the fire service in that, absolutely. that house. Absolutely, yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's right in the center of town. And then there's there's some, like there's one in Montpelier, there's one in Ashland. Um, but um, long story short, I but I love sports. And so I actually um, went to VCU and got my degree in um, athletic training. So I was doing sports medicine um, work when uh, 
I started actually working with a firefighter, or I was working on a firefighter at the PT clinic that I was working at. So I worked part-time at a high school um, providing their athletic training services, or I was contracted out through my physical therapy clinic, and then I worked in the physical therapy clinic during the mornings and in the summer. And I worked on a firefighter, and um, he was just like, you know, you do a lot of stuff that seems like you'd have the personality. I just, have you ever thought about it? And so, and he was a long-term patient. We saw him for like probably six months. Mm -hmm. And so it was just this slow buildup of like, was have you seen here? our, yeah, he was from Richmond. And he was like, have you seen our schedule? Have you seen this? And he was like, you snowboard and you work at Peak Experience? Like he was just, all, he was like, that's all of these things. I just really, um, and so I didn't, I was like, you know, I saw, like I thought of, you know, but that's not really, and he's like, no, you just need to come, come to my firehouse and just, just come to the firehouse. And he worked for Rescue One. It was Robert Patrick. And mm -hmm. he worked for Rescue One at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I came to the firehouse and I looked around and I sat in the back of the truck and I was like, this is what I will do for the rest of my life. <laughs> How do I get a job? <laughs> like, I'm cool. sold. I am, I am awesome. done. I love the smell. Mm -hmm. I loved, I loved everything about it. I loved sitting up that high. Like I love, I just, I loved it. I'd tell anybody and COVID has been so hard with it, but I tell anybody, if you are thinking about the fire service, and if you want to be a firefighter, but you're not sure how or where, go do a ride along. And that mm -hmm. will solidify in you if they're, you know, if you want where you want to be, what county or department you want to be in or city, um, it'll help with that. But just walking into the firehouse, you know, and, and it's funny because I will tell that story and other firefighters will say the same thing. And like yeah. Kelly Stillwell remembers the smell of like her dad's station. She was like, it was just like the smell and the the ambiance in the station and she was like I you just that's what you want to do it's like it's just a feeling but anyway long story short so I was a little bit longer path to my becoming a firefighter um, so decided to do that um, actually decided um, as because you know it's a long process so got went ahead and got my EMT um, mm -hmm. so started doing some ride-alongs through that did some um, I did it through Henrico County um, which is actually where I met Tracy and then Mm -hmm. Our store, you know, our paths kind of because she was a firefighter here as well. Um, you mean that's Tracy Shroggy, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's where our paths um, intertwined. Um, and then um, applied for Richmond and applied for Henrico County actually. Um, well, applied for Richmond the first time, just for Richmond, didn't make it through that application process. Applied a second time, um, got obviously through that one, and that's when I applied to Henrico and Richmond, um, and luckily. Henrico hired me and Richmond waitlisted me, but I kept calling them and I was just like, you promise, <laughs> you promise you're going to have another academy and I'll be in it. Yes, we promise you will be in the next academy. There will be at least two academies on this list. You will have a job. What was, so. what was driving that for you? Because you, I mean, at that point you really didn't know that much about the fire service. So what, you know, because a lot of people would certainly... It, well, most people take the first job they can get, it, regardless. You know, they all right. fly to everywhere in the area because right. it is a numbers game. Oh, There's no, always a lot for of the record, I have five years of rejection letters from every department you can think of: right. DC, Loudon, Fairfax, Henrico, Chesterfield, and a right. ton out west. So, right, yeah. And I was lucky; I applied Shit. one place. I got one, time. one time, one place. Oh. I kind of given up. You know, you I it was I was like the last. <laughs> class on my um you know class on my list so it was <laughs> yes. like almost three years oh, by really? the time they called that. me oh, wow. from when I first applied right. you know because right. you have that 
first six month period of physical agilities and interviews and all that, and then right. it was like right around Christmas time. Uh, I got a letter out of the blue and hey, what do you want to come yeah. in for an interview? And I was like, I was at a point in my life where it made sense. And yeah. um, so, but yeah, so, so why just Richmond? What drew you to um, Richmond over? Was it just because you had that connection with that person or was it, did you have more information yeah. by then? Well, I think for me, um, so, so there was a couple of things. Um, and this is no, no disrespect to Henrico County, but it's why I tell people to do ride-alongs. <laughs> um, I, so through the EMT program, I did a couple of ride-alongs in Henrico and then I had done one in Richmond. Um, and it was, there are personalities to fire departments. Mm -hmm. um, and I just felt like my personality matched with Richmond mm -hmm. more than it did when I did the ride-alongs in Henrico. Um, and I also had moved to the city at that point. So when I went, when I started at VCU, I lived at home for the first year. And then from there on, I lived in Richmond. And so at this point, I had been living in the heart of the city in the fan for seven years or so mm -hmm. and so for me if I had the choice between Henrico and, and or any I mean anywhere Richmond was always going to be where I wanted to work because I knew there was a fire station four blocks from my house I knew mm -hmm. there was you know a station yeah. over on Hermitage and it was right I was like I want to work where I'm going to know and and I ended up getting to work at station 12 for five years and I would know everybody's house that I went to and and um, we'd get to go to my kids' elementary school because it was right in the district to do, show off our fire engine. And mm -hmm. So for me, it was very important that I was serving in the community that I lived. So mm -hmm. when it came down to, to picking the two, that was, that was definitely weighed heavy on my decision. Yeah. And it was risky, yeah, but, but it panned out. And I can't remember her name right now. It escapes me, but I must have called her like six times. And then Captain Williams, remember, yeah. um, not Jerry Wayne, but Jerry Lee Williams? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Constantly yep. calling him because yep. he was at Station 10 when he was doing the hiring. And yeah. I would go by there, call him, like, <laughs> just making sure you remember me. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my contact information because we, we missed the first class, which is weird. Like I said, I was 17. Everybody in our class was under 20. Mm -hmm. um, and they pushed us into the second class. And I, since I moved from Colorado back to... Virginia. Did you, you move before you got hired? I got that number 17 and basically it's it was like, like I'm going to have these <laughs> going home, I'm going to get a job, there's no way they can miss me. And then they missed me for the first time. <laughs> I got a job at TGI Fridays. So anyway. He wasn't kidding about yeah, the chain restaurant. No, they, they, <laughs> you as a waiter, it just seems like that would be an interesting experience. I would. Um, <laughs> it was. You get some, some management, some uh, you know task-oriented stuff, yeah. prioritizing things. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I... I called them like what was it the day before this is hilarious before we met so two days before we met it was like the friday i, I called remember. city hr and i was like hey blah, or the fire department hr and i was like hey this is ray neville i'm supposed to be in a class she's like oh, we've been trying to get a hold of you because we didn't have email or cell phones like that back mm -hmm. then and she's like um can you go to retreat on monday for your physical and i was like uh yeah <laughs> it's only like four blocks from where i live so i you know i walked down to retreat so you know, I got to tell you, it just dawned on me. There's been a struggle every step of your path. Yeah, he, they lost his luggage when he came in for his chief's oh, interview. Dude, that was he is to wear a, an ill-fitting suit. Yeah, so we, far, I flew in, I flew in at like 10 o'clock at night on like, the night before my interview, which is at like 7 a.m. Um, and it was my cousins all came, all lived here. And like I came to the original luggage. job. Yeah, for like, the original oh, okay. job. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so they like, like Voltron, we just come together. Everybody like threw in like stuff and like. 
I, I go in there and um, Glenn Grooms was um, on the panel and they're like, you know, name a time that you had to overcome some adversity to get a job. And I was like, I sat up in the chair and I was like, funny you say that. And the suit coat came up to here. <laughs> and I, I told him the whole story. I was like, these shoes are size seven. I wear a 13. Like, I literally <laughs> took them off while we were interviewing because they hurt so bad. Um, and I, you know, told him the whole story. And he, to this day, was like, oh my God, I, I remember the day you walked in and you had that tiny suit on. That was so funny. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. So I, I stood out in the interview and I, he, he talked about that to the day he Making retired. a difference, yeah. yeah. But then, and then they lost your information you barely made it yeah. to the physicals for uh, your yeah. hiring process like yeah. you like, it's all about it's perseverance all, that is yeah going. you because you, you might meet your wife mm. uh, right you never which, know that's yeah. right you never so know what, what so what was that like like all right so you guys are both on these paths towards this just, same point yes, yes. so like what were Come your on. initial uh, what was your initial impression of ray day one <laughs> do, do you I meet go, him in the do academy I, do i go first no no, no. ladies first right <laughs> no, that's right that. no so we, this is weird we, it's good that you asked me about my background okay so it's so it's so crazy i so my dad is a huge skier mm-hmm. um so we've skied um or he skied all over the world I, but he's taken us to colorado a handful of times um, when we were growing up and then we went one last time, it was me and him, um, my, two of my nephews and my brother-in-law, and we went to Keystone. And we skied Keystone, and it was probably early January. Um, I was there, it might have been like right at Christmas break or whatever. Anyway, long story short, I go into my physical at retreat on whatever fortuitous day it was that Monday yep. in a Keystone sweatshirt. And mm-hmm. some guy walks by me and goes, hey, Keystone, I just moved back from there. And I, I just went skiing there. And he was like... I probably told you to slow down. And I was like, yeah, you probably did. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I have a physical. And he was like, oh, for the fire department? And I went, yep. And he said, all right, me too. Good talking to you. And we both were like, because we were like, we can't date. Can't we date can't, somebody like, you know. You can't hit on like, me anymore. Here I am hitting on her. Because and, and, we're in the waiting room at the hospital. Nobody knows who anyone is. So I just right. saw the sweater. I was like, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> and then we were both like, all right, good talking yeah, to you. Around, see you later. <laughs> turn around um but then actually we got into the but class that changed obviously. Yeah. obviously it changed so we got into the class um and we actually ended up living four, yeah, blocks, four from blocks from each other from uh he was on stafford and what was it stafford and stewart davis. or stafford and davis and stewart and i was on hanover and strawberry mm-hmm. um so within like the first right. week and you know the so the training academy is 30 minutes right so we were like in the first week we figured all of that out and we were like, we should carpool. Like I'll drive one week, you drive the next week. And so we just became, and and all thoughts of any relate, like there wasn't like that yeah. at all. It was just literally, well, well, no, because no, what, I yeah. was new you, to town. I didn't have any friends and she was a bartender in the fan. So yeah. I was like, what are you doing on Friday night? Can I come hang out? And yeah. Like, and he had a girlfriend kind yeah. of sort of in Northern Virginia and I was, I had a boyfriend. So we just became really, really good friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my best friend would go, like, if I was, you know, working, this is after we got out of the academy, she would go hang out with it. Like, they, we all, we just got intertwined and then ended up single at the same time. And that was all she wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we didn't date in the academy. We no. didn't actually start dating until, we met in the academy, obviously, but we didn't start dating until probably um, a couple months post. Yeah. And it was, we didn't tell anybody because it's the firehouse. It's a rumor mill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually weren't sure if we were going to, date forever or not so you don't want to tell anybody that right because there was a lot of i mean we got very serious and so that kind of like 
delves into the logistics. We had to start work thinking about the logistics of it. I was like, how will we ever have kids? Yeah. Like, how would, how would that work? And we are very lucky to be surrounded by family, but we still were like, you can how would it work? Raising your children, like right. it's a twenty-four hour shift. You can't. We want to see each other, like we talked about prior to the interview. Um, but you know, ten days a month we're at work. Is that going to be together, apart, and then are we going to be well, twenty days apart? And there's, you know, like I said, there's other couples that we have in the fire department. It does seem to be uh, a difference in opinion on that. It also depends on what kind of support uh, you have, you know, because some some couples I know would rather take that hit for the one day so that they can be together as a whole family unit for the other 20. Right. But they have to have that strong support. Right. To, to, so and someone they trust to leave their right. children with for twenty four hours. hours. And so, so how, what was yeah. that conversation like? And because oh. uh, you have two kids now, right? <laughs> you weren't even married. Well, I, I mean, well, let's talk right. about fast forward though. Let's right. let's fast forward to all right. It's going to become a reality now. Right. You know, you're pre- you know you're pregnant. How what how what is that conversation like? How did you work that out and make it make it work? Um, so typically in our relationship, I stress and overanalyze, and he tells me to calm down and and we'll <laughs> wears a suit too small to an interview like that. That's, he's like, it's going to be fine. And that's We're surprising to me because he's normally to me the more emotional, I would say, hot head. Um, you right. know, so it seems but, that yeah. counterintuitive <laughs> that he would be the calm one yeah. in the yeah. relationship. No, 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 he's he's um, yeah. For like when it's when it comes to those big decisions, he's usually the one that's more like no. We can do it. He is like ever opportunity. I mean, ever optimistic. He is like we. It'll be fine. We're gonna make it work. It's gonna be fine. Um, but we did have to make the decision. Like, are we going? Like, so that's the first big decision. That's the the first one is, do we have someone, somebody you trust for twenty four hours, or do you go on separate shifts? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's other couples, and the, the actually. Um, a firefighter who's married to a detective. There's other there. There was ever other decisions um, that they had to make. Which I mean, she actually gave up her job on the police force um, because there's also that like I don't know if you want to call it like the I don't know what you'd call it the the conundrum of okay you're both working in a job where either of you could not come home uh, like so do we want to be on the same shift? Do we both want to have such a critical? You could be on the same yeah. incident, and you'd be on the possibly. same incident, possibly on the same incident. So. So you, you weigh all of those things. Like you just think of all the what ifs. And then for us, while we love our family and they have raised our kids a lot of their lives, yeah. we didn't want to put that on somebody for 24 hours. So and we didn't want, because no matter, and no matter who it is, and my, I have three, three sisters, he's got a sister, we both have parents that are still alive. So we, they're amazing and they did a great job raising us and they're doing a great job raising their kids, you know, our, our sisters and our siblings, but there's still decisions that our kids are going to need made immediately that we wanted one of us to be a part of uh, all of those days and those decisions. And so for us, the ultimate decision was to go on opposite shifts. stay at home dad. And he was a stay at home dad and I was a stay at home mom two days or what? So t- 10 days a month or, you know, and then 10 days a month we're all together. Mm-hmm. Now my kids, we call it. It's either going to be um, mommy daddy day, right? They don't know days of the week. Day, like for the longest day, time, it was mommy day. Is it a mommy day or a daddy day, or is it a mommy daddy day? Um, it's going to be a really social, interesting social experiment to see what they're like. They're either going to be super flexible adults that can adapt to anything, or they're just going to be kind of like 
very fluid fly by the seat of their pants like yeah. you know mm. completely unstructured but they're older now right they so are. so does that make yeah. it a little easier or is that harder um, like, I you, maybe you just know, like I, logistically and emotionally there's like two separate oh, parts of it logistically right? it's easier Easy, way it's easier. way easier like we literally when they were babies um, oh, and yeah. you've got like there, and, and I actually love this part of their childhood. I love this part. Yeah. I have pictures of Riley when we so we, Riley is our 13 year old, Nolan's our, our son, and he's 10, almost 11. So when we had Riley, I worked at Station Six, and Captain v, and he was at Rescue One, and Captain Vito um, was the captain. And so there are pictures of Captain Vita holding my daughter because I would bring her to work with me first thing in the morning. And um, then there's a come. picture of her with a pot on backwards like a ball cap. And she's sitting in a <laughs> she's sitting in like a roasting a pan. pan like, like, like we got your like you know back then. It was, like, taking pictures. It was like Martinez and Pete Marzial and like all these firefighters. And they, I mean, they would like the literally thing, huh? they yeah. would scoop her for me as soon as I walked in the door. And Captain Vita was just very accommodating. And I can't remember who the other lieutenant. Was. I think it was for a while. It was Kurt. And they would just they would they would hang out until Raymond got there to pick up Riley. Um, so I'd usually try and get there, you know. I was like, rushing around. That was the most yeah. stressful part. Is like, oh, I got to get relieved, and then I got to right. relieve somebody else, and it's got to. Right. And then I get to get the kids, and, and then there's incidents happening, right? You know, you don't right. get off on time, or somebody's yes. late to work to relieve you, right. or yeah. all those different factors. Or maybe yes. you're not working at your normal station yeah. for the day, or whatever. No, it was you know? all of that. It was it was a lot. And so when they were little, it was much harder. And, and we actually got to the point where we would start taking them over to his parents' house, because they yeah, lived in Fulton, mm-hmm. um, and drop them off, wake them up at 6 o'clock in the morning, give them both the kids. When it was two, it was a little harder. With Riley, it was easier to take her to the station, but now... At that point, we would take them to Ray's house. Ray would go, you know, Ray's parents' house. He'd go pick them up, and I'd go on to work, you know. And so we would just leave them there. Um, because once we made officer, it was just a little more pressure to make sure you were there and, and able to relieve on time. And, and you were you're setting be, an example. Yeah, you know, so you exactly. To... And you're going to be in charge of an incident, not just a firefighter who can swap out with somebody who's gotten to the station and their mm-hmm. POV. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, once we made lieutenant, it became a little game changer. And we had two kids, so it was just a little bit of a game changer for that. And then finally they got old enough within, like, the last two years where now they know... Um, when you know we wake them up and say, "All right, mommy's leaving, daddy will be home in about an hour," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay," and they roll over in bed, and we're a little, we're still neurotic yeah, firefighters. No, so. There's been one of those incidents. I remember it was like two years ago, maybe. I had to call my sister-in-law who lives a couple blocks away, and she had to walk over in the morning because I wasn't going to make it. I went to an incident. Yeah, she to had to get him home. Work, mm-hmm. But we won't she leave. Came. Like it's so funny, like because we're still so neurotic though. That was to say, it was we won't leave anything powered in the house, no, like dishwasher, just in case, like you, you don't, like nothing. Everything gets turned off. Like nothing, you know, we check all the smoke detectors monthly, like, cause we're like, you know, even though she's a teenager now, we're still just like, I don't want you to have an experience, right? Yeah, but we are lucky. So we have my sister who lives four blocks away and then Ray's mom lives still in Fulton Heights. So mm-hmm. she can get to him. Um, so, what, yeah, what about like, um, so what about the other side, the emotional side? You know, I know like with my kids and I've got a range, right. but uh, you know, I'm kind of going <laughs> through it now with my younger children in the, you know, before when I was at the firehouse, it was like, whatever, you know, like, wow, we'll right. see you later. But now right. it's been more of that change of like, you know, when are you coming home? Right. You know, well, you I miss, so you know, yeah. Yes. And so like when yes. I, I got put on a conventional schedule recently, so they were excited that I would be yes. home every night. Yes. And I know y'all have had some periods of that too, where you've been able to be there more. So what what's it like now though, with y'all, y'all both on shift work? Well, 
you're yeah. I'm temporarily, temporarily on 40. 40. Um, I will tell you, that Nolan had the hardest. My son, because he had me home when I, when we had Nolan, I was on a 40-hour work week yeah, for the first year and a half of his life. And when I went back in 2012 to a firehouse, he was about two years old at the time, a year and a half, two years old, and he really really struggled with the concept and he yeah. had a really hard time that I wasn't home every night and that I wasn't kissing him good night and that I wasn't there every morning when he woke up mm -hmm. um, so he had a really hard time with it when they were little um, he did adapt um, I think for me as a mother and Chief Spivey said this once and it didn't make sense to me at the time but now that my daughter is a teenager it does um, for my daughter I'm actually having a harder time now not being home because she's going through these like middle-aged first time relationships first time periods like Change, all, just changes, changes and they're all really emotional changes and they're while raymond is an amazing parent and was has been with them so much it's still <laughs> like he doesn't understand some yeah. of those concepts you know that, just, that you see right it's a yeah. mother daughter thing and mm -hmm. so for me emotionally it's been a little bit harder the last year than it mm -hmm. was when they were little if that makes sense like just from that like Chief, you know, you just, you want to be there when your daughter's heartbroken and crying because somebody was mean to her, you know, and that doesn't have, it's very easy to, to, you can give them a toy or chocolate or ice cream or something when they're little kids and they've it been hurt by somebody, yeah. Yeah. but 12 and 13 year olds, they're like, no, I need a hug from my mom. And you're like, yeah. so there is that, you have to reconcile yes. that and she adapts and we, you know, we get through it and she calls me. FaceTime is awesome. Yeah, that's certainly a good good development but that is yeah i mean it's one of the hard things about the job we all it experience is. that yes. we, we miss you know yes. you miss yes ball games or performances and just the day-to-day -day, you know just right. that's some of those simple things of right. getting them off the practice. bus yeah. you know right. practice yeah things like that and then it's yeah. but i can see where it would be you know difficult you know i mean yeah. it, there's some solace in knowing the other ones there but Right. But, you know, in my family, it's like I'm the only one that misses. Yeah. But for you, you guys both miss out. But yeah. right. it also might make it, you both might appreciate it more, you know, or Absolutely. to be able to do things to make it easier on the others. I think we do, too. too. And I think, you know, our kids have gotten, and that's what we talk about, like that social experiment. They've gotten used to, um, my birthday is on this day, but I know that the family celebration is this day. Mm -hmm. And in some ways they really like it because they get a longer birthday, you know, mm -hmm. like they yeah, get celebrated Christmas with the single parent, on um, you know, when one of us Christmas. is home. So there is some adaptation and, and I, and hopefully, and they understand and, and I mean, not it's, we also try and instill in them when they do say you know, like we wish this or we wish that, that, right, right. That we just try and remind them, like, I know we can't be here for this event. I know, but what, but we do try and instill in them that we're out helping people. And that's very important. And how do you think they, do you think they understand service? Do you think they have an appreciation for the fact that now they do? Now they do. Not when they're little, like all little kids, they didn't understand. They thought it was really cool that we were firefighters and they loved the fire engine and the fire truck, but they um they definitely now understand and like they will they'll like kind of say under their breath well no I know it's you know I know I know I know why I know why you came here I know it's for a good yeah. cause you know that's one so, of the things you know we talked about was like in our recruitment meeting was like talking about you know you have to have a heart for service and and I think most people want to help people it's not that they don't don't um, care about people or right. want to be good people and help others 
but there's a certain level of sacrifice that comes. That's part yes. of the service is yes. that right. missing those things and right. giving up time with your family so that you can be there for those other families that yep. uh, need your help at that time. So, yep. it, but it's a hard thing. Yes. I would think, you know, kids don't maybe not understand that, like you said, early right. on. Yeah. Well, and how did, like, just to throw the table back on you. Um, so I have found, like, was it... Well, I guess because your kids had already been around. I was just thinking for some people like coming into the fire service that already have children, um, how hard is it for them to adapt? Like my kids don't know any different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they think everybody's a firefighter. Yeah. Right. Or they think everybody has weird schedules and stuff. Yeah. Like I wonder how hard it is for a family. I've wondered how hard it would be. Like our kids don't know any different. How hard is it for a family? Like looking at what Nolan went through for families to adjust to the schedule. So that's just something for people coming into the service. If you already have kids. Well, and you know, it's different for everyone. I mean, I did have, you know, children, but they were small. So to, for so the most did. part they did, but, but you know, I had the other dynamic of a divorce and, yes. and then they're living with their mom, this normal 40 hour schedule. Right. But then with their dad, it's, you know, I mean, place. it was all built around my schedule so that I could have the most time with them. But right. it's still they're seeing these two dynamic, you know, two different right. lives right. Um, where you guys are all on the same page. So I think yeah. for my right. kids, my older daughters, it was definitely an adjustment. And, yeah. and and honestly, you know, I've had an opportunity later to have more time with them and they stay with me more. And it's been great. And right. uh, and it does make me appreciate the younger ones and valuing time. that time with them and, and right. the the um uh keeping our family unit together makes a yes, big difference it does. Um, so it, it has it has helped i but. think i wonder too like, and, and i don't i don't want to scare you because i know you just got put on a 40-hour work week but i will also say to, to and i will tell people coming into the fire service that i found after having done three years on a 40-hour work week and i worked a pretty traditional um work week um that I actually found, for me, it's, it is so hard to miss some of those events, but long term, you have more time on a shift work. Like I have more quality time with my kids than I did on a 40-hour work week because the 40-hour work week was get them up, get them fed, get them to daycare or get them into school, come home get them fed, get them in the bath, get them into bed. And so it was, right, exactly. So it wasn't, there wasn't the quality time where now, you know, when you're on a 40 hour, I mean, when you're on the shift work, I could go to their lunches and I would just literally go to their elementary school and be there from noon until one because they had lunch back to back and I would just get to have lunch with them once a week and I get to go read in their class. Right, volunteer at the school. And then summer, you've got all 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 summer. All summer, right. And it just, so for me. You're exhausted. The time, those days. Right, you are you're falling asleep at the away. park, but but you're at the park with them. But so I think <laughs> the, you know it is a hard transition. But I try and and and, and tell people, yeah, it, it's it's a hard transition to get used to your your family used to the the shift work. But ultimately, in the end, it pays out dividends. You know, yeah. long and, term. And I think you know this is my second time, and I definitely when I had that little taste, it, it came at a good time because it was only about a year and a half but it right. came at a great time because it was my daughter's senior year uh, one of oh. them so I was able to make all the stuff right. you know all right. the big all events the I didn't events, have to right. miss the awards you know? and the, yeah. but, but there was that period of like you know and before that I had been on shift work for 14 years so that was pretty much all they knew but then yeah. especially with the little ones it was like 
now they had gotten adjusted to me being home, you know, because they, they had a smaller window of reference. Right. And now, like you said, now I got to go back to shift work. And right. then it was like, well, why are you leaving? You know, like, why aren't you going to be home? Yeah, I have to be home yes. every night now. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely an adjustment. But there's also for me, you know, the family life was great, but the health perspective yeah. It gave me a lot of perspective on the toll that it the job takes on your health um, and your sleep. Your sleep, um, right? Getting for me being able to sleep six to eight hours every night consistently in my own bed made a yeah. huge difference in my energy level. Like, yeah. and when I'm on shift work, I'm heavily caffeinated most of the time. <laughs> you know, to be able to get through and like right. you said, you know, right. by two o'clock, whether you're working or or your day off, you're just yes. like. Fall, yeah, ready to fall a, asleep. There's a, you know? yeah, there's a need. The, so, the yeah. afternoon cup of joe, right? So, yeah, but, there's so, yeah trade-offs. <laughs> so, so tell me, you know, because there's another aspect of this that I think is interesting about your relationships and that you're both officers. So tell me about like, um, well, first of all, you know, we've we've been talking about all this family stuff and and a lot of um, research that I've done through some of my education and other things. I've kind of looked at, you know, what are the obstacles to women in the fire service or, and public safety in general, you know, because right. a lot of the classes and education training that's required for advancement takes you away from your family even more. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so how have you been able to balance some of that, you know, balance that family life and then still be successful or how has it impacted both of you? I mean, with both of you, basically having equal responsibilities. I know you were promoted, you know, together basically on um, both times. So you've had to learn new jobs and prepare for new advancements and everything at the same time. Yep. It's probably the first time in a long time that y'all have not been months, on the same. Six month yeah. I like to bring this up because she did better than me in all the classes. <laughs> um, even paramedic school. That I, I did no. for captain for six months. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Actually, and that was actually nice because <laughs> But, like, lieutenant we made together, um, and then he made captain first, uh, which was actually kind of nice, because then when I made captain, I could call him (laughs) and be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, station-wise, you know, because you go, like, the the jump from lieutenant to captain doesn't seem like it would be that big, but it... But just like going from firefighter to lieutenant, it's much bigger when you actually get the set of bars. Then you're like, oh, that was a much bigger leap. Oh, oh, okay, I do have the whole station. Okay. Um, So that was a benefit, but... um, I think that for us, I mean, one thing that comes to mind immediately was that you, you just have to be really willing to meet the other person in the middle. And like figuratively and literally, I would be taking classes. I remember taking classes up in Northern Virginia um, when I became the EEO yeah. for the department and was doing the recruitment and hiring. And he would pack the kids up. Really? I had a three day break. We were drive to DC and DC. would come mm-hmm. and bring the kids to see me and try and make the the two weeks that I was gone just a little less hard by meeting me in the middle. And mm-hmm. we were very fortunate that we had family that would yeah. take him on shift days when he had to work. That's where the um, command is. When, right. When and so you need, you need a really good support system for it to work. Um, and you need, like I said, you need the, the people in your life to, to understand your goals and to re, be willing to meet you halfway to help meet them. And like I said, so he was willing to, to just – change his whole schedule and uproot everything so that I could still be a mom. We, we both did because bit. it's uh, the class I had to take to go for battalion chief. Was, it was an uprooting. It was like, I got to get this done. We got to do it. And we'll just it, make it work. she was like, okay, let's do this. And it, we back and forth with each other whenever that comes up. And it's, 
that's even harder of a challenge to, I know you guys sacrificed for me to be gone all these days, but can you give me a couple more days? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's very challenging, but you got to be selfless in that because it, our, our goal is to, to be happy in this job and be a happy couple, and that's, that's what it takes. And it's. Yep. Do you guys talk shop? Much, oh, yeah. too much, too much. But I mean, but that's a resource too, right? Like you got a built-in mentor or colleague right. that you. No, can it's it's actually for us proved beneficial. Yeah. Um, for us, um, for because you we, can bounce those ideas like because yeah. I know, like you said, I got that hothead. Sometimes I want to come off and say something, and I'll be like, easy. You know, this other officer told you to just go ask Hallie or, or write it down and then talk about it and think about it, and it's it's so much better to call her and be like, hey. So this is what happened. Am I wrong? Am I right? What do I need to do? Like, and it, she has such. We have such different trajectories that um, and styles. Yeah, and styles. Yeah, and and really I can do. I can bounce things off her. I was like, you know, when you were doing the EEO and the hiring, did did this happen? Like, did I miss something? Am I missing something here? And and it's it's valuable to have somebody that's not a, a mimic of me or a, you know that sounding board. Right. That so echo he's chamber. not in an it's, echo chamber, right? Exactly. It's, <clears throat> it's good to have that that difference of opinion because the trajectories that we've well usually like it starts with one of us will call the other and and it'll be like all right professional question like and that's how we know that like that's what phone call it is (laughs) or it'll be all right um thing with the kid like like you know which mode to go into but do you ever have to go that's like we're not talking fire department today we're just going to be the nevils today yes we do okay yes we do and actually our daughter is the best one at looking at us and go I'm done now. As and any 13-year-old. We'll like, yeah. Yeah. And we'll go, all right, you're right. And they'll, we, and it's the same thing. Like, when we tell them to put away the phones, they'll tell us to stop talking shop. Like, just eat dinner with us tonight. And, and we it, won't. Yeah. We won't, I mean, because you also have that extended family fire yeah. service dynamic, right. too, yeah. right? So, yes. the yeah. family barbecues, I think yeah. it would be really right. easy to <laughs> yeah, was, dip into yes. the fire service all and what's of, happening yes, as well. All of it. That one's and, easier because it's it's like... If we're at work, we can talk about work. But when we're together, we, we don't have that much time together because we all have families. It's like let's just let's just do the family thing. Now. Right. Mm-hmm. But I will say we do have to do one thing, which is actually really funny. And I I tell um, I we have talked about this with other couples that are like you know dealing with the same situation. When so every to stay on opposite shifts, that means every two weeks we go five days without seeing each other. Oh yeah. And especially yeah. once we became officers. This got very complicated in a way because you're at the firehouse and you're in charge. So you're very used to being in charge. And then you come home and he goes to work and you're in charge. You're the single parent for the day, you know, Mm -hmm. for for that time. And so it's how you do things is how things go. And then five days later, so we both go home, and it's always on a Tuesday that we come home. The mommy shift versus the rate, the daddy right, shift versus the dad. Right. You should call it the Tuesdays because yes. yeah. you're, you're so both Tuesday trying to be in charge Tuesday. of everything, and you're, right. you're amped up for some reason. You and you're exhausted because yeah. you've just come off of work, and it's so we would have to. We found <laughs> that we had to look at each other when one would get a little snippy. You forget. You're just or you do. You just forget, and we'd look at each other and go, "It's a Tuesday." Tuesday, and you'd be like, "All right, I'll stand down." All right, okay. And I'm gonna, right? I don't have to be in charge of the situation. We can just go to the grocery store, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until four, calm down. Right. So there are some like, you got to be willing to to have those conversations with each other and listen and go, "Oh, I I was okay. It's a Tuesday," and just have your 
So, so now that you guys are not at the end of your careers, but you can see the well end, into right. Them. <laughs> you, you've got you know, yeah. you've got options right. soon. Like, right. how do you guys talk about or manage, or what is the what does your future look like as you your last few years in the fire department and maybe after the fire department? What does that look like, and how do you guys talk about that? I have you know, decided? Well, have you even no. had those conversations? Well, it's always no, we, changing because we, we always we, talk about retirement. <laughs> first of all, neither one of us saw each other in this uniform to begin with. Like I, I never had the intention of like, oh, I'm either the battalion chief or Richmond, right. and and let alone a lieutenant or a captain. So it's, you know, we were going to do our 25 years and and be done with it. So now it's always changing. Like I, I feel yeah. like I've hit a, a new peak that I didn't expect to be at, and in. And then there's the drop. Like, I can't do the drop the way that, I mean, I'm, I'm in the 20-year retirement. So the drop, you know, doesn't play out for me. So I don't have that decision to make where, you know, Ray and I have to already talked about it. And he will, I mean, he'll, he'll probably end up doing some of the drop, if not all of yeah. it. Because he got in so early, you know, and, and yeah. age-wise in the fire service. Um, so and for she me, reminds me all the time that she can quit whenever she wants. In two years. <laughs> I mean, in two years, it's on. Um, but no, I mean, I, yeah. we want to stay, we know that we want to stay through the kids. Um, like our kids are so little, we had them, I, you yeah. know, later. So with a daughter only 13, even though I could leave in two years, I'm not going to leave when she's not even into college yet. Right. So, so, right. We're unless just unless <laughs> we win the lottery. But you could go do something days. else if you wanted to. I yeah. could, I could. I don't, I don't see myself. I, but that's the, it's the hard strength for this job. That's why right, she's like, you, know, you might do the drop. And I'm like. We already talked about it. It's going to be like 13 more years before yeah. <laughs> yeah. you said I'm almost done. Right. I don't You're want right. to You're right, I'm on the other mouth. side, but it's a long hill. It's still, like, yeah, with the drop involved. That's six um, more years on top of the 25. We do so. look forward to, I will say this. So we were, so we had kids, we had already been in the, the fire service, what, like five years when we had? Yeah. No. With Riley, she, so five, years, five years. Five years. Yeah. We've been in the fire service same five years. shift. On the same shift. You talk about fun. You, we go on a five-day five day break, break, and we throw literally would throw a dart on the East Coast and be like, "Where are we going to go this five-day break?" Because we had double income, no kids. I mean, you can't. It was great. And, and then schedules, yeah, and yes, and same schedules, and nothing to you know. We weren't officers, so nobody called us on the weekend. Right, I mean, you were literally just good. free and clear for five days. So we do hope in that that remaining eight to thirteen years or sixteen years or whatever we have left. Um, that will be like once Raleigh gets into college and Nolan's a senior, we may look at getting Thank trying you. to get back yeah. onto the same shift. So we'd like to spend a couple of years on the same shift together at the end or a year or so, and then I'll definitely retire before he does. And then wherever Raleigh wants to go to school, I'll go live Florida. Um. <laughs> Hear that, Raleigh? Florida. Yeah, Florida. 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 Um, no, no, she wants to be a marine bi- biologist, so mm. that's actually what we were talking Maybe about. But fine. yeah. It's hard because you said you can do other things, and there are a million jobs out there, and we know that, and we see it all the time. We've picked up part-time jobs throughout the years. Mm-hmm. It's the all the negatives that we talked about, the, the being tired and the being away from your family. It's the nostalgia, and it's this department, and it's just our department. It's the fire service in general. It's, it's, it's an exciting be. job. It's a there's a we call it a brotherhood, but it's a family. It's it's. You know, the smell you were talking about, I only related to like a locker room. When you walked into a locker room, and you're like, oh, this is like our little nest where we get mm-hmm. to get together and be like, all right, now let's go out and beat the other team. And you, those smells are the same. And it's, I've, I, I'm proud of all the people that were able to walk away from this job and go do other things. But man, that would be a hard, 
hard pill yeah. to swallow after. I don't see my, I've, I've, we've just years. never well, seen ourselves doing anything It else. becomes so much for so many people, and I think that's why a lot of people do struggle in retirement. It becomes so yeah. much a part of your identity oh, and yes. who you are. Yeah. And you feel like if you lose that, then you start to wonder, yeah. who am I what now? Am I I'm not a firighter anymore. Right. Right. Especially in our neighborhood, like, because they're like, when something happens, they hear a sign, they're like, what's going on? Yeah, we like, get oh, text, oh. yeah, phone calls. But, it, and it is, and there's just, I mean, there are times, yeah, I'm sure, and I think everybody's like, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go do like flowers because yeah. there's <laughs> yeah. no pressure. Like no one's gonna die. Yeah. No one's yeah. like there are moments where there we have that. said That's like, what I don't want to supervise people. Right, I don't want to supervise people anymore. Right, like those moments. Um, but I think long term, I feel like when we walk away from this job, we would, and we have tried to, and I we I kind of told this to my firefighters and recruits all the time. Please save money, save, 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 because yeah. we would like to be able to walk away from this job. And just go and be, be done. with our families. Yeah. yeah, have years in front of us too, because that's right. you know, that's we the other so many people that are. We don't want to retire. At, at we don't want to stay here later. until we're sixty-five, and then you know, yeah. you just don't so have the same hard, retirement life. As you know, other you don't have all the information, so it's hard. You have to, you, you know, know like you said, make it. it can change based on how your life changes yep. and, right. and what you know. We don't know what lies down the road for us. So it, I, I certainly am in the same boat, and yeah, and, you know. It, Day to day, it just depends. I mean, there's always that, even, you know, like you said, not getting up the fire service necessarily, but even just trying another department. You know, you this is our department. We This right. is what we know. Right. You know, I love the city. I love the area. I don't know that I could, that another job, would, I would I would have the same passion in another right. place that I have here. And, you know, right. but, but there is part of you that wants to try. You know, because right. there might be right. some things you really like about right. another department, you know, or, yeah. or a whole nother type of service that's yeah. related but Slightly not you know like emergency management right. or some some other type of field that's related so yeah um but i think you know it's it's awesome that you guys have been able to make it work you've been successful it sounds like in your family life obviously in your professional life but your family life as well and you know i definitely it's not easy no it's, it's there's there was a lot of growing pains and you know the mommy daddy day thing that that broke my heart and the kids yeah. would be like when is it mommy day again? <laughs> you know, the rolling eyes six-year-old, and you're like, dude. <laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> I want her home, too. Yeah, yeah. I miss her, too. But, yeah, yeah there's 10 days together. Don't call us. We're busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, we. Yeah. They do, like, they are going to have a hard time recognizing that not every Tuesday is a party. Because <laughs> right. we, like, when we're all yeah, finally like, all oh, we're going out to dinner on Tuesday, Tuesday right? We've seen each other. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it is, but it's been worth every, I think every, you know, every hill and every valley every has been yeah. absolutely worth everything that we have long term. I'm sure you feel the oh, same way. I do. And I appreciate you guys taking time to share yep. your story with me. Absolutely. And with others. So yes. I think that's a lot, you know, a lot that people can learn from, from your experiences. Good. And so thanks for taking the time to share You're that welcome. with us. Yeah. Right. Thank you for having us. No problem. All right.